You are listening to an oral history recorded as part of Crafty So-and-So's, a heritage lottery funded project led by Red to Green. This oral history features Stuart By. He was interviewed by Andrew Healy, Martin McDonald and Joss Halls. It was called Foxy Farm, which was in between Little Downham and Coveney, and it was a family farm because father's brothers also had part of the land adjoined. And it was mostly fen soil, which was grade one fen soil, which is very productive, up to the highland, and the bit in between was called Skirt, and we also had some of that. Father went when he came out of the Navy. He went in partnership with one of his brothers because the land was being split up because they rented it originally and it came up for sale and they had a bank loan and and brought the farm which they paid it off fairly quickly because it was very good quality. None none of the the family or farmers went to to college like they would nowadays. They learnt themselves and that's the way things were really and it was very hard work because everything was sort of done in the old-fashioned way. There wasn't no great big patches of concrete and fork trucks and, and they have everything moved around them in big boxes, don't they? All, all the vegetables and we'd handle things twice, like, like the potatoes. We'd have potato clamps outside covered with straw and then covered over with earth. And then we'd have the riddle with a little petrol engine and we'd riddle the potatoes. Sometimes they were in hundredweight sacks, which were easier to do, and we'd have a little needle and thread. Or they were potato paper bags, and then we'd load them on the trailer, and then we'd cart them up and then load them onto an elevator or straight onto a lorry. You know, so everything was handled two or three times. The crops that we grew, sugar beet. We had a sugar beet factory at Ely at that time, which was about four miles so we carted our own sugar beet, and also we grew five acres of chicory, which is an unusual crop. There was a chicory factory at St Ives, and a chicory factory at Milden Hall, the only two in the country, and the chicory they used to make camp coffee. And um, we grew onions, which were a good crop until the land got white rot things in. They were, they, they were very good. Wheat, barley, I, I did start at a very early age. I started about 14 helping on the farm. We, we lived in a council house and we had one on the corner so we, where they sort of but turned around in the crescent and we got extra large garden and there was a bit of competition between the, the button-up neighbours and the, of who could do the, grow the most and but we grew all, all, the, all, the, all the vegetables there and I, I helped, I think I helped with the digging and it was just when I was about 10. I used to have my little section of, of the garden at home um, there was a hedge that run down the, down the side and I had a little bit in front of that and I put the parsnips in and just cleaned them all, all up and they got forgotten. And when we come to dig them up, they were better than the ones my father had grown. <laughs> parsnips are a bit dodgy things to grow. They get what they call the carrot fly, affects them, and they get a canker, which you can buy, get different varieties now, which are better. But they've got a lovely sweet taste. I think we used to use them going further back before potatoes they used to use them for sweetening things father used to cart the sugar beet into the factory and um, we used to take uh, 
take bags of potatoes and sprouts and things for the guys down the factory. Uh, we'd probably meet up in the pub later and, and then the sugar beet factory. You'd have a probe what used to go and take the samples and they knew which spots to put the best sample of sugar beet and they'd hide the other rubbish up somewhere and these chaps would go in the best bit. So you get the better sugar better, and you, they test the sugar content and if you get high sugar, you get more money for the... We did in those days anyway. I think the other other thing what I really liked was, was the same lorry. We'd take the chicory into St Ives, chicory factory, and, and that was a, quite a nice trip along the riverbank up to Erith. And, and we used to... What well, didn't have a tipper then. I used to help throw the... And they used to roast the sugar, the chicory there. And the um, St Ives chicory factory was used for... They shot an, an episode of... There used to be a programme called London... Is it London's Burning? And they used that, and they burnt the chicory factory up to get the shots for that. I think my favourite time of the year was um, when we were carting the, the shelves up with tractors and trailers. We were only lads, and we used to draw up from shock to shock, and they put, used to pitchforks to load the trailers, and we'd take the trailers up to the stack, and then we come back with an empty tractor and trailer, and the, the brothers worked together and I think we had six or seven different tractors and they were all different, you know, the clutches and the size of the tractor, which was good fun. I used to get roped in for single and sugar beet. I didn't think much to that. Weed and onions. We had a Massey Ferguson 35, which was a standard tractor of the day. Massey and Ferguson got together. It used to be Massey Harris. We brought their combines over. We had one of their little combines, 780. Little red beetles, they called them. They, they, were, they were about six foot cut. And you know what the combines are like now. And they used to take forever. It was very hard work and, and a horrible job was sh- shocking, putting the sh- shows and making the shocks because there'd be thistles in there and there'd be barley horns all in your arms. I didn't like that job. We had a uh, Fordson Major. They were another... And also, there was a little grey Fergies were about then, the Ferguson system with the hydraulics, which was revolutionary. And also, we had a Porsche diesel tractor, which was, that was mine, I was allocated that, I think that's to keep me interested. I was 15 when I first worked on the farm. No qualifications, we learned as we went on. Father left at th- left school at 13. <laughs> that was, was the age then, I think, that he was needed on the farm. And during the summertime, all the school lads would help out on the on the farms. Especially after I first left school, I was on my own a lot. And it was under the hoe and sugar beet and, oh dear, and what I really wanted, there wasn't any much learning to start with because all the older cousins and that did all the tractor work and I did all the other odd bits. So it was a bit lonely, to say the least. When I passed my driving test, I was away. <laughs> a little white mini, and even more so now, because most of the stuff is done with the big tractors with computers in. But they do, they do have radios, and and they're soundproofed, and they're computerised. They and they go from the, the sat nav. They can steer the, which will steer the tractor in a straight line. It's just fantastic. I think they just have to turn around at the end and then press a button and then that's steered. All the fields are big, all the hedgerows are gone, especially in Cambridgeshire. I think they paid to... It was a grant from the government for 
for taking making bigger fields, which is a bit sad. My health was about 25 health gave up on me. My lungs not very good, and my my uncle passed away from from cancer, and and we sold sold the farm. And I went to work in a cardboard factory, cardboard box factory, for 26 years. I was shut inside, and and, and Tracy worked in an office, so she was inside. I worked in the factory on what they call double days, six till two, and then the following week, two till ten, and weekend work, and it was more money than working on the land. I didn't pay very well. So to counteract that, we said, we'll have an allotment. So we moved on to an allotment for several years, and I've helped people with allotments and all the rest around in villages. There's a lady called Jane Frost. I helped her do her allotment, and she grew a rather unusual crop, willows, because she's into doing the willow weaving, and I think she's she's a resident artist at the um, Whitlands at Welney. And I suppose it's um, being at one with nature, knowing what the seasons of the year are, and planning. And of course you've got the vegetables, which you can select you, the varieties that you want, and they're not dosed in spray. You can't even get the sprays nowadays they've taken them off the market which i suppose is a good thing but we get round things and sort of like covering them over with nets and on our allotment we get lots of trouble from crows great big flocks of crows come just as the potatoes potatoes get a little bit smaller than a and a bantam's egg shall we say and the gooseberries we have to net over they clear them all at once and the pigeons will have the broccoli <laughs> sprouts and but we have we have had some grown some wonderful vegetables and keep trying different varieties in different ways. It just it just goes on and on different vegetables, different ways. Reading magazines and and we we've even been in in into showing vegetables, which we did quite well. We had a, a local show, Ely Horticultural Society, which we, we're both members, and we've got a good secretary. And I think the three years they they weren't doing very well. So well, how can we help? We'll do lots of entries. So we did, and we got prizes. Uh, I think the one the first year, the the one what was most outstanding, was was the parsnips. We did three different varieties. I think there was three of each variety, and we put those in, and we got one, two, and three. <laughs> got got photographs somewhere, and then we put in collections of vegetables, and the people who entered they were they were very good and they always got the they they knew which varieties special exhibition ones to grow and they got the first and they took it for granted that no one was going to put up one and they they did a sort of two and three entries not so good and we we came in and took the second places the show the show the show was brilliant alien district we they got to um 89th year on the run and there was photography sections there was craft sections cooking vegetables flowers all sorts but we're hoping or i don't think to we've missed one year we shall miss two years we hope we might get back and do a little smaller show we made a few friends there in the allotment and we're also on the allotment committee as well and with the bypass going through and the other allotment sites and this new building development in Ely coming up but they've negotiated an area of allotments within that and we're now trying to find funding for fences round and <coughs> down Bridge Fen where we are we're, 
think they've been given all the what they call the road sca- scrapings off where they take the top off the road and we can have those and reinforce our roads across and we can drive right down the centre of the site on a sort of a dry tarmac road and park very close to our allotments which is good because some of the people down there some of them are over 90 we've got some good ones this year as well it's a flavour you know and they're nice had a little frost on them and Carrots did well. I think every year you get some you get some crops that are better than others. You don't get all fantastic ones the same year. Every season is different. So we, we keep a diary of, of what we did when and from previous years. So we, so we know when you try the different varieties. Did well with the tomatoes this year. When Teresa retired from work and we became more organised when there was two of us feeding into the two in the garden. So she's even got a, a page on the computer with everything laid out so when we tr- attempt to do a rotation as you should so you don't get build-ups and of diseases and and use all the same nutrients up and this year we've put down as the crops have cleared a lot of green manure which we've got mustard and crimson clover and we also grow flowers now dahlias we grow we've, we've just ordered some chrysanthemums for, for next next autumn flowering and one of the chaps exhibits at the, sh- at the show is a dahlia specialist and he's given us little stroke bits to different proper varieties that he grows they call him mr white and yellow because most of his dahlias are white and yellow uh, i've even forgotten his name <laughs> roger day <laughs> <laughs> 